BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welcome to the Pants Cast, brought to you by Lululemon, a show about all things pants. My guest is Matt James, former NCAA player and Lululemon ABC pant enthusiast. Hi, great to be here. Matt, tell us all about those ABC pants. The comfort? They're like the pants I put on when I don't want to wear pants. Versatility? You could wear these pants to a wedding, but you could also wear these to a cookout. And what about style? They're like if casual and cool had a baby. Well, it's clear why you're an ABC enthusiast. Pleasure having you and your pants on the show. Thanks for having us. Find the shockingly comfortable ABC pants at lululemon.com. This is Meet the Movie Press. It's October the 11th, 2019. On the show today, Joker Reigns, John Wick spinoff, a training day prequel, plus loads more of the box office reviews. Stay tuned. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now... Here's Popcorn Talks, Meet the Movie Press. This is Meet the Movie Press. It's October the 11th, 2019. My name is Simon Thompson. You can find me on social media at ShowbizSimon on Instagram and Twitter. And you can find my work everywhere from Forbes to various other places. Uh, Scott is not here this week, unfortunately. He's had a last-minute family emergency. Uh, but everything is fine, don't worry. Uh, but joining me is guest panellist Jimmy Oster. Jimmy! Hey! Welcome back. Thank now, you. you've been on the show before. I have. But for people who don't know who you are, who are you and where can we find your work? Uh, James Oster, Jimmy O at JoeBlow.com, ArrowInTheHead.com. You can find me, you know, on the various social media outlets, including Cameo. I'm on Cameo I now. saw that you were on Cameo. I'm on that, yeah. Word up. Word up, man. <laughs> A lot of people won't get that reference, unfortunately. I, I but there do, you go. thank you. Um, but yeah, so uh, welcome back. Thank you for coming back. I thought it was going to be a quiet news week, but actually there's been uh, a load of stuff going on this yeah. week. There's really, you know, there's a lot to talk about around. And something we're going to be, obviously, we talked a lot on the show about Joker over the last couple of weeks before mm. the film came out, when it came out last week, and now it's doing phenomenally well at the box office, so we're going to Not touch surprising. on that. Not surprising at all. Um, but also what I want to talk about after we've discussed Joker and the box office is we're going to talk about a few films that if you've seen Joker or you're thinking about seeing Joker. A couple of movies that might have inspired the movie or certainly are complementary uh, movies to um, Joker, uh, which mm-hmm. we can, we'll get into that in just a minute. But let's first of all talk about um, Joker box office. A lot of people... What people expected it to do did vary widely from 50 to 100 and 100 plus. It came mm-hmm. in at the higher end of that, but obviously under 100. I think the final amount was something like 93, 95, yeah, something like that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, a, tr- a tremendous um, response from the audience. Uh, mm-hmm. Thankfully, no incidents, really. Nothing to speak of. Um but obviously, audiences did turn out for this movie, which is which is slightly different. Um, are you surprised that it kind of it was at that higher end of of the opening weekend? Not at all. Not at all. I, look, this is the kind of movie that I think, as for as much as people were like, "Oh, is it the right time? Is mm. it the right time?" I think, in a way, maybe it was the perfect time. Yeah. Because there, there, there's a character that's going through all those issues. He certainly wasn't painted as. Oh, cool! He's a hero. No, I, I don't think that was ever the no, intention. Not at all. And I unfortunately, I think like the 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 building up all oh, because it happened during Dark Knight. That, that you know, obviously yep. the shooting, uh, which it turned out was completely unconnected to the movie. Yeah, and unconnected to the character of Joker. Look, v- violence movies do not make people violent. No. 
They don't. They it just it's there is nothing to support that. Absolutely nothing to support that. So to be to if anything's going to cause any kind of violence, it's people talking about oh, is something bad going to happen during this movie? That's that's more likely going to get someone thinking. Yeah. So uh, no, I'm not surprised it did well. I'm not surprised there was no issues. I think you know we hopefully things have changed. Hopefully. We are getting better. I don't know. There's a that's a that's a whole subject that would take more than a movie show to talk about. Sure, sure. Uh, but I do think I'm not surprised at all, and I think it just connected. And uh, and Joaquin's walking. He's yeah. he, that was a performance. I think people were expecting to be great, but I think he absolutely. Yeah, he, he went for it. And I think also he's an actor that a lot of his movies, uh, mainstream audiences won't have caught. Um, yeah. Movies like The Master, movies like Her, um, some of his, his other indie stuff, and some of the stuff mm-hmm. that, let's be honest, didn't do, you know, didn't stay in theaters that long, uh, mm-hmm. weren't major projects. But it really has, I think, introduced uh, the, a lot of these people uh, to Joaquin in, in a whole new way. Absolutely. In a character they're familiar with, but presented in an entirely different way as well, which I think is has worked really well. We're looking at a drop off this weekend about sort of you know we're looking at a take about 40 45 uh, this weekend for a second weekend so that's a drop off about 40 to 50 percent yeah which is fine which is that's which not is bad good. that's not bad at all but you think a lot of people the word of mouth has been very split with audiences it got a cinema score of b plus which is what i predicted eric weber at awards ace uh, he was predicting a b minus i think actually audiences are going to get a bit more on board with it i think so i've come across a lot of people who've come out thinking that it was boring i've come around a lot of people who uh, thought it was more intense and exciting than they thought it was going to be so how important do you think word of mouth is going to be on this second weekend and how important do you think the strength of joker and dc um as as a whole is going to affect this second weekend i think it'll do bp added more than 70 billion dollars to the u.s economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in california and Starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. We got another day of NBA action. And with FanDuel, every night is a watch party. So it's time for your FanDuel crew to make their bets. So, what's the move tonight, gang? You know that new customers who bet $5 get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Woohoo! We're heating up, fam. Bet all the stars with all your friends and make every moment more only on FanDuel. New customers bet $5 get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Make every moment more with FanDuel. Twenty-one plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. Ten dollars first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable. Bonus vest that expires seven days after receipt. See full terms at FanDuel.com/sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call one eight hundred Gambler. A little better than expected. I think yeah. that. I think. Look, I, we don't give audiences enough credit sometimes. Mm-hmm. I, I look. We know we we get these horrible movies, and we're all like, "Why is Paul Blart the number one movie? Why yeah. is whatever?" But I, I, I think audiences are very savvy, and they they as much as we say, you know, okay, there's going to be they they go to flock to remakes and sequels, and sure. they, that's why original movies don't do well. And then, tr- there is some truth to that, but. 
this is a joker. This is a character that people love mm. for whatever reason, whether it's the comic books, whether it's Jack Nicholson, whether it's what Heath Ledger brought, people love this character. Yeah, always have to. And I think that this particular story, I don't know. I don't think it's going to be a huge drop up. Drop off. I think we're looking around 40%. Yeah, That's I, I think the drop off of, of, of forty to fifty is going to be a bit much. I think it's going to be more than the forty percent as well. Me too. And I, I, no. I think it's really interesting. A lot of people are seeing this as a Joker movie, but they're not seeing it as a DC movie. When mm-hmm. you go and see, you know, sort of uh, some of the other movies like Justice League, Suicide Squad, they're very much seen as a DCU DC Absolutely. movie. And people are approaching it, even well, things like Shazam, different. but it, it just does feel different. different. Yeah. But it is still part of the DC, not the DCU, but part of the DC catalog. Absolutely. Does this bode really well for a darker The Batman? I hope so. I look, look, look at Logan. Look mm. at these. Look at. I mean, Deadpool. I would. I still consider obviously a hard R-rated movie. Yeah. Nudity, whatever, uh, extreme violence. But I don't really consider that the same type of film as I, I, I feel like Logan and uh, with Logan and Joker doing as well as they've done. Mm. Yeah, of course. I, people want, but I, we also shouldn't force a comic book movie to be R just yep. because we want violence. Agreed. A lot, a lot of times I just don't. It, it doesn't work with a you know it's fine to have the PG-13 yeah but I think with the Joker it was a smart move yeah uh, obviously a big part of the show is the people who watch the show uh, without you there would be no point in us doing this every single week uh, so what we really appreciate is if you're watching the show live if you take part in the chat on YouTube so a couple of people in there already uh, Ricky Davila saying glad to finally be able to watch the show live again after so long Ricky it's good to have you back uh, Kame Egan good morning movie fans good morning to all of you uh, Zeno Hour is in there this morning hello uh, Zeno Hour uh, welcome back, Ron Jeremy. Uh, oh, my bad. Welcome back, Jimmy O. Uh, you do have a little bit of that uh, that porn star myself. Yeah, I do. And I, I do. could tell you a few stories about Ron Jeremy, but uh, I won't. <laughs> um, Yash is in there this morning. Joker is such a strong IP. 100% agree. Absolutely. Actually, to be honest with you, when it comes to villains, I think Joker has one of the strongest, if not the strongest IP. Absolutely. As strong as many of the, the heroes in, in sort of the DC a comic for world, sure, um, sure. 100%. People know uh, Penguin, and they, they they love Penguin, and, and people like Catwoman and stuff like that as well. But I think, really, when you think of Batman villain, you think of Joker. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. 100. Uh, Blackrock316, good morning. I thought Joker was a great movie. Uh, you'd be correct in thinking that, Blackrock. Obviously, everybody's entitled to their own opinion, and I know a lot of people have not liked it. I've come across people who really haven't liked the movie, which is entirely fine, because yeah. there is no right and wrong in cinema. No, there shouldn't be. And there sh- you shouldn't be... That's the thing. It's like... I, I have seen a few like uh, people get a little over 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 upset when someone says they don't like the movie, or when someone says they do like the movie. It's yep. like it's opinion, guys. It doesn't That's, matter. At yeah. the end of the day, it really doesn't matter. Yeah, uh, Kame Egan. I have not yet seen Joker, but plan on seeing it tonight. Well, don't worry, Kame. Uh, we're not going to be doing uh, any spoilers in the show because a lot of people are still getting into this, and some people who initially didn't want to go and see Joker for whatever reason are actually finding the movie, um, and, and they're considering now they're reconsidering going to see it. The second weekend of Joker, I think, is going to gross around sixty million because a bunch of shows were sold out, and people still are eager to see it. That's I agree. And that yeah. is true, and it's it's not that often you see sold out movie theatres these days you see them with movies like Marvel you see them with movies like Star Wars um, and you see them with some of the things like you know Justice League although yeah. when I went to see Justice League and Batman versus Superman my movie theatre wasn't sold out but also we're in Los Angeles where you can't throw a stone without hitting a movie theatre <laughs> exactly so it's not surprising that not all the movie theatres sell out and even in, in sort of the major metropolitan areas um, but yeah I mean people are I think you know visiting this and people who people that I know who don't go to see movies on a first week 
weekend and don't perhaps go and see this kind of movie or they'll only see comic book movies with their kids or because their kids want to see it and they will also go along but i know a lot of people who've actually as as independent adults gone along and made a choice to see this first weekend Mm -hmm. which is actually really refreshing to see that to me is the sign of a movie where the movie has appealed to an audience but also the marketing has worked by the fact that people who don't usually go on a first weekend Mm -hmm. will wait for a couple of weekends after or just wait until it goes into the dollar theater or till it hits netflix or whatever for sure will actually get off their butts and pay 20 pounds or forty dollars or whatever it is to, to go and sit there and have two tickets and a, a soda, um, but yeah. So I think that's that's really big. Yeah. A lot of people are obviously talking about the influences uh, of Joker, and it is a movie that has obviously its roots in uh, DC, in the yeah. heritage of the DC comics. And we've seen, as you say, various incarnations of, of Joker. There are a lot of movies as well that people have have spoken about that have influenced the movie. Um, I want to talk about a few of those, and you've already got a couple of those that you you wanted to mention. For sure. There are a couple, I think, that are I would consider to be companion pieces that are not linked or necessarily uh, inspirations for Joker, but I think are really interesting to compare studies of, of this kind of character. Mm-hmm. So, first of all, a couple that you wanted to mention. Yeah, I mean, well, there's the obvious. There's uh, Taxi Driver. Uh, there's the King of Comedy. Ironically, a lot of Martin Scorsese to go here. Mm. Um, I, there's a movie called an uh, old, uh, gosh, I'm, I'm trying to think of the year, God Told Me To. It's a very disturbing mm. uh, horror film about a guy who's going off and killing people. I think there's kind of a, and it, it's very dark and very gritty and very, I mean, it's very cheesy, especially for the year, you know, the time it came out. It's, sure. If you watch it now, it's very cheesy. What year was it? I don't remember. It's 70s, I believe. 1970s. Yeah, okay. I believe. Uh, it's a, it's one of those movies that, it, it's kind of not a very good film, but it's very, uh, it sticks with you. It sticks with you. Mm. Um, I would also, again, I think you have to mention Logan. You have to mention Logan because I I think Logan really kind of opened the door for telling a a quote-unquote comic book story Mm. but kind of putting it into the real world and giving it a real feel instead of just like, oh, yeah, they're going to go to space and do whatever. You know, I I like that. And what was really interesting with Logan is unlike movies like Joker where you've got a character that you already know but you switch out the actor Mm -hmm. to give that interpretation in a very different and dark way. Obviously, the decision was made to keep Hugh Jackman playing a character that you'd associated him with in a very different way, yeah. in a completely new way, in a very different feeling kind of movie. And obviously, with you know, with um, uh, Patrick Stewart as well um, playing mm-hmm. Xavier. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that was a really interesting and a, perhaps a more risky choice than what happened with Joker, where obviously they flipped sure. Joaquin in instead of getting Jared Leto to come and do it. Um, you know, so I think that was actually really interesting. So that's a, that's a really, really good example. Mm-hmm. People are also talking about a, you know, a, a couple of De Niro movies, because De Niro, we know, is in Joker. Absolutely, So a yeah. couple of those popped into your mind as well. Uh, yeah, like I said, Taxi Driver, yep. uh, I, for obvious reasons. Yep. You know, you have that. There's actually a line in the movie, you're talking to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, which was a direct reference to Taxi Driver. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I I think King of Comedy, too, kind of had that kind of, like, messed up, like, Robert De Niro was, <laughs> he was kind of the king of doing these kinds of roles back in the day, you know? Oh, I mean, countless movies countless, where he was, yes. uh, you know, he was a mentally damaged person. Even Cape Fear. Cape Fear, great <laughs> example. Yeah. You know, the fan. 
so many of these characters. He's played a lot of this kind of character. And there's actually a lot of the... When, when people are talking... Someone was talking about the cinematography um, being... Uh, who was it? It was just talking about... Uh, Daryl. Uh, Daryl's saying that Joker is basic IMO, uh, but it has great cinematography and music. Mm. The music is, is incredible on its own, by the way. I believe it's available to stream on things like Spotify. Probably, um, yeah. Cape Fear, by the way, is a movie you referenced. That. I saw that in the movie theatres, and I'm, I love horror movies, but that movie put the shits up me. Mm? Like, no horror movie I had ever ever seen and still to this day in the <laughs> soundtrack was fucking incredible well so was the original film yeah the original came really, really it's such good. a good yeah. great story and it's, both films are fucking fantastic yeah, tremendous pieces of cinematography yeah, but also talking about cinematography there are a couple of elements in Joker which feel like they are directly taken from movies like King of Comedy absolutely Joker in front of the curtains that kind of thing the the stage setting with, with Robert De Niro as a as a talk show host it really is it's interesting to see those references a couple of other ones that I, that I came up with this week um, and I know some of them may be mentioned in, in think pieces as well but I, I think are worth mentioning here uh, Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer you know I was actually thinking about that one uh for sure that's that's one of those movies that's like i don't know if you've seen henry portrait of a serial killer i actually recommend that that to someone yeah and they were so pissed at me really because, yeah because it's it's a just such a realistic horrific i, I think they were just disturbed yeah Honestly, it's, it's a very raw movie. Oh, it's very, a very raw movie. Yeah, but yeah. it's a fantastic thing. And also at the same time, um, I would say Manhunter, which was uh, Michael Mann's Silence of the Lambs. Basically, yes. it was remade as Silence of the Lambs. Uh, Manhunter is a really good study um, in this kind of sort of mental fracturing. Um, Fisher King is another one. Oh, yeah, I didn't which even think people of that haven't one. referenced. But again, when you're looking at the study of media and um, uh, seeking attention and uh, mental health, Fisher King is a oh really God, yeah. good example. Again, I'm not saying it influenced Joker, but I think it's a movie that certainly tackles a number in a very different way. Um, perhaps if you're going hard with Joker and you're going soft and damaged with the other end, with Robin <laughs> Williams's character, is a really interesting study. Mm. Um, and also it adds an element to that where, um, uh, the, you know, the, the, the DJ character um, played by Jeff Bridges, you know, the, the kind of the effects of that. It's, an, it's a dimension that we didn't see in Joker. Absolutely. From the influences, from the other side of influences. So I think that's really worth looking at it. Uh, Network. Oh my gosh! Yeah, is another yeah. great movie. It's 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 very different in in uh, the in the subject matter of the movie, but mm -hmm. showing the the mental degradation of someone at breaking point. I think Network is is really really good. And again, that is set in the media. Um, but you mentioned King of Comedy uh, and Taxi Driver. I think are also really really Absolutely. good examples of that. Absolutely. And there are countless movies, sort of in the nineties and twenties and thirties, and black and white stuff. That a lot of it was coming out of Germany that dealt with um, hysteria mental health, uh, Absolutely. you know, breaking down, uh, losing um, a grip with reality. So there is a lot of stuff out there that has been out there. For And again, when people were saying this kind of movie can cause people to do things, we've had movies that have tackled a lot of these issues, uh, you know, uh, social injustice, mental health, um, you know, that all the things that are in, so many things are included in Joker that have been touched on previously in cinema. Mm -hmm. And nobody's really batted an eyelid, but we do appear to have as you mentioned earlier, this knee-jerk of, like, movies made me do something, which yeah. there has been no proof of, because it used to be the devil made me do it. It's always something. It's always, like, whether it's the movies or the video games yeah. or Marilyn Manson. You yeah. know, the, the I, I believe the, uh, I think it was the Columbine shooter, uh, 
they were like, oh, he played these video games. He played Dance Dance Revolution, for God's sake. That's not going to lead to a shooting. And in the UK, we had the, the Hungerford Massacre, where everybody linked that to Rambo. And we had Jamie Bulger disappearing, um, being being murdered by two boys. And that was because apparently they'd watched Child's Play. Yeah. So so th- these arguments are, are nothing new. And there's actually a documentary that came out earlier this year, which is my favourite documentary of the year, called Hail Satan? Question mark? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And actually, th- there's an element in that that actually touches on some of the hysteria around media. Well, because, yeah, they hold they have a, a satanic panic, satanic which panic literally ruined people's lives. Yep. It had nothing, they didn't do anything. Yep. It's this conspiracy theory. Which demonized media yes. and demonized materials, mm-hmm. whether it's books. For God's sake, it demonized teachers, yep. preschool teachers, yep. like ridiculous. So so this kind of stuff has been out there. And I yeah, think this, absolutely. I think it's going to be a conversation that I think is, and, and, and accusations that I think are going to be, unfortunately, laid for years to come absolutely because i think it's quite an easy thing to do but there is very little to no proof of that actually being the case but we have seen this depicted in media countless yeah, times for sure. graphic novels uh the movies like the ones i recommended but those definitely in movies so there was a couple that you mentioned uh, and then henry of a portrait of a serial killer uh manhunter theater of blood is one i didn't mention oh yeah, yeah where yeah. christopher lee uh is it christopher lee uh, no, it's not. It's Vincent Price. Oh, yeah, yeah. Vincent Price basically is a is a actor, and theatre critics are trying to tear him down and destroy him. So he basically sets about killing these theatre critics. Yeah. Again, there are elements of this this Joaquin Phoenix Joker character within uh, Vincent Price's character. Well, Jesus, look at literally almost every freaking horror movie from the eighties. It's usually a, a prank gone wrong, whether it's Terror Train or Slaughter High or Jason. He, Jason, yes, he. My- Yes, yes. They're all there. I look. These I, are not characters I that are I saw hidden. Halloween when I was like seven. Mm. Uh, that's the first time I saw the movie. My, I had a teenage sister named Judith. I didn't kill her. Right. That just doesn't happen. I mean, yeah. it. It a sick mind is a sick mind. It will get inspired by. <laughs> Well, Many a, lot of, a lot of people are responding to what we've just been talking about. Mm. Um, uh, uh, let's have a look. Uh, Joker, probably a B-plus Phoenix is a whole movie. Uh, Joker, in my honest opinion, is a masterpiece and over time will be loved like King of Comedy. Mm. Uh, Yash uh, saying Split is another movie, also an influence and a little sixth sense. Elements of that, we'll see sure. with the altered reality. Uh, Yash saying uh, Shyamalan influence is ironic, lol, because um, Phoenix was in Signs, of course. Yes, he was. Uh, Pocket Rocket Raccoon, uh, Joker is an instant modern classic. Uh, uh, we have Ryan in the booth who's saying that Fisher King is a great comparison. Uh, Pocket Rocket Raccoon, Christine, Cape Fear, Freak Me the Fuck Out, says Kame <laughs> Egan. Uh, yeah, no, it, it still is. It's, it's a movie I revisited about a year ago. It's a good film. It's a great movie. <laughs> yeah, um, and also, I believe Ileana, who does a show here at Popcorn Top Network, uh, she was actually in that movie. Oh, um, really? I believe. Ileana uh, oh, uh, oh. Douglas. Uh, Cape oh, Fear, yeah. Fre- yeah, Freak Me the Fuck Out. De Niro did a superb job as a mentally disturbed person. Uh, Yash, uh, I'm feeling split because of the therapist and the mental health discussion. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Daryl Joker is basically the killing joke without Batman. That is obviously the uh, the animated uh, Joker uh, uh, film that is out uh, available in various formats. Mm-hmm. Uh, without Batman, you should have done something original. I mean, I kind of guess it, it kind of is, but I think this is kind of taken in a slightly different direction with a lot more sort of meats meat on the bones uh, for taken sure. in a slightly different way. Something that you can't really do with with an animated movie. You can do in a comic book. You can do with a feature film. It's more difficult to do with animation. Absolutely. Uh, but there are although people in Asia who do that particularly well. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's something we don't tend to do particularly over here. Uh, Yash saying Sixth Sense for obvious spoiler reasons. Uh, yeah, I think we can say that we can safely spoil Sixth Sense. 
I, I think, think it's so. Been yeah, a, I think so. Long I, I think, think there so. are kids that were born when Sixth Sense came out that are now having their own kids. So I think spoiler we're okay. alert. Spoiler alert. Sorry. <laughs> if you haven't seen the movie in the last twenty five years, uh, Pocket Rocket Raccoon. Both Christine movies uh, are very good. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to move on from this. Uh, we have uh, forty two minutes uh, left on the show. Thank you so much for that. That was a really good discussion. Yeah, I agree. Um, I agree. There's so much to talk about around Joker, and I'm sure we will revisit the sh- this on the show a number of times over the next coming of weeks because I think it's going to throw up so many more things. I just hope it opens up conversation about the, the yeah. that whole bull, bullshit connection between violence and movies. I, yeah. I really hope that people... It, conversation, lack of conversation, lack of communication is more problematic than anything. Yeah. You know? No, 100%. Right. Uh, and yes, saying, uh, obviously, spoilers for Joker, but no, yes. it's fine. I don't think you'd make, if you haven't seen Joker, I don't think you'd make the connection between Sixth Sense, because it doesn't involve dead people. Yes. <laughs> uh, but no, I entirely get it, yes, don't worry. And there's uh, no little kid. Yeah, yeah. That's, that, that, there is a, there's, there's kids in pretty much everything yeah, these days. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so thank you so much. A lot of good discussion on that, especially in the chat. This is why you guys are really important to the show, uh, because it's great as having a conversation in the studio, but it's really involving you guys uh, in this as well. Um, so thank you so much for being part of that discussion. Really good to have that conversation with you. Uh, other news this week, uh, announcement that there's going to be a John Wick spin-off. Uh, it's going to be Ballerina. Uh, and it's going to be helmed by the guy who made uh, Live Free or Die Hard, Len Wiseman. Okay, there's a lot to unpack around this one. Yeah, there's okay, a lot. First of all, your thoughts on a John Wick spin-off. Ballerina was the one they thought of? Uh, yeah, I, 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 Halle Berry? Would why my, that would that would, would my have been pick. my first choice absolutely I love that character I love she she felt very much like John Wick's world she yeah. had the dogs I, I loved that she stole the movie almost mm. for me I, I loved her character so like instantly after I saw the the the, the one of the first times I've seen it, I've seen it like three or four times um, I was like oh they're gonna make a movie about her yeah there's gonna make, there's gotta be there's gotta be in a time where we are making spin-off movies about female characters. Absolutely. That would have been, for me, would have been the ultimate go-to. And considering the way that audiences responded to Halle Berry's character yes. in the movie. I mean, yeah. that is, a, for me, is very much a no-brainer. Mm, yeah. But ballerina is the way I that mean, they're going. Look, I, I, I like the idea. I mm. like, because there's, John Wick World, they, they did an amazing job. They've done an amazing job creating this really cool mythology mm. really interesting characters the bad guys are interesting the good guys are interesting well i mean there's some real bad and good they're all killers sure. but uh i like yeah ballerina i'm curious mm. i guess you could say i like the idea but... so, so what do we do with it um i say we i have nothing to do with the movie <laughs> do we do um backstory for angelica huston or do we look at the ballerinas in her troop as the killers the mercenaries effectively a girl squad of badass assassins. What or they're just going to take uh, one character and create a story around her, put her as a ballerina. Mm. I don't know. I mean, there's a lot they could do, yeah. technically. I like Again, I like I like the idea of a John Wick spinoff. Yeah. I mean, I, hell, I, I was one of the guys that liked Atomic Blonde. I mean, I, I thought that was fun. I know it's not in that mm. world, but I like the idea of a, a badass Chick killer, you know. There I have think been quite fun. a few of those good movies, actually. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I, going back a bit, and I wouldn't say particularly good, but I, I did enjoy the movies with the China O'Brien movies in the nineties with <laughs> Cynthia Rothrock. Yeah, I remember my dad once brought home China O'Brien from the VHS video store, and you know, I was like, "What the fuck is this?" And the, the action sequences were sped up, and I was like, "This is." 
terrible. But I genuinely, as, as, as it went on, the, the, the Cynthia Rothrock movies, yeah. I, and she did a lot of other action movies, I really enjoyed, but it was great for me to see that. And then we kind of didn't have that for a long time. We no. used to have it a lot with black exploitation, with like Foxy Brown and people like that, in a, in a less sort of dynamic action kind of way, but still kick-ass women. Yeah. And then we kind of went back to this post-Mr. and Mrs. Smith, and we had things like Salt, and we had things like, you know, as you mentioned, Atomic Blonde, and a few would crop up. Mm-hmm. But we really aren't still lacking. We're kind of still lacking in that kind yeah, of area. Yeah, we really are. We really... Well, they, keep in mind, they were going to make the Expendables for women. Yeah. And that, I don't know what happened with that. Long Kiss Goodnight, a really good example as yeah, well. Yeah, absolutely. Actually, fucking yeah. great movie. If you haven't seen Long Kiss Goodnight, you should definitely check that. It's uh, Gina Davis and Samuel L. Jackson. She excelled uh, at the badass. She really she did. Tremendous. Oh my god, she's so good in that. She's so good. So good. Yeah, I I'll agree. tell you who I saw in a movie recently. It was a Ready or Not, Andy McDowell. Yeah. I would love to see a movie, kind of like with you know, the Andy McDowells of the world and, you know, and, 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 and you know that kind of thing. Really and Gina Davis is going back and doing something like that. They wouldn't necessarily do the fight, but if they were like the badass bosses mm-hmm. who had this kick-ass troop of this is Charlie's Angels, I guess. But I mean, just yeah. doing, kind of doing that kind of thing would be great. There's so many Madeline Stowe. Mm-hmm. Where's Madeline Stowe? I know, dude. I, know. I miss Madeline Stowe. Who's the one? Oh, I, I was thinking about her recently. The Last Seduction. Uh, oh shoot! Oh, uh, Linda Linda Fiorentini. Yeah, where where is she? If you haven't seen Gotcha, by the way, Gotcha. Oh, I mean, dude, you're the movie, only gotcha. buddy. I've never stuck in. I was having a conversation movie. about Gotcha with uh, somebody <laughs> online, uh, and it's seriously, it is a tremendous, it's a tremendous blast. movie. Uh, her and uh, Anthony Edwards, Anthony Edwards, the Weirdin. Oh my god, that movie was so awesome. Awesome. This and great the, the hit song. What was that? This is Ryan in the booth. I just want to ask you guys a quick question sure. about this Arena movie. Okay. So in the wake of Red Sparrow mm. and the newly announced Black Widow movie, do you think this just sounds too similar? No. No, no. I don't. Not at all. Yeah, I I think there's a lot of stories to tell. I, I don't. It doesn't feel like that at all. I mean, if, I mean, if, if that's an argument that's going to be put forward, then you have to then look at it on the flip side and look at all the male action movies. Yeah. Um, you know, because there are a lot of male action movies which are fundamentally the same, whether they're cops or bad guys or assassins or whatever. whatever so I think yeah. if that if that's an if that's an argument that wants to be leveled on one side, I think you have to look at the other side as well and, and declare them both as samey. I mean, there is only fundamentally so much you can do with this kind of thing, and you can add elements and flourishes. There is this core thing of X kicks ass. Yeah, but I, I don't know if it's necessarily you know they're they're too samey. And I think Red Sparrow, and if you look at Black Widow, and if you look at uh, let's example ballerina they are all females who kick ass but their characters and their where they come from their origins and the reasons that they're doing it are all very different Mm -hmm. i'm just going off of the idea that it's some people who did ballet Mm. and then they're assassins in that going to your argument that holly berry would have been a more interesting character to visit it doesn't take those two elements whereas we know black widow did similar ballerina uh, type work in Russia and same with Red Sparrow. Oh yeah, for sure. That, that's what I think I'm going off of instead of just. Another but again, that, that, that's coming from a cultural point of view, where by the fact that culture uh, ballet is is a major part of uh, a culture in Russia. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is where that that kind of all comes from. But then if you look at Black Widow, who is a Russian character, that's not ballet related. That no. is to do with uh, a different kind of heritage. So I I do understand your point. It's a point worth raising. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't I don't necessarily think it's 
it's the same. Otherwise, the same thing could be leveled at, oh, it's it's another cop movie or whatever. Jimmy, your thoughts? And, well, to be fair, I mean, I actually liked Red Sparrow. I thought it was a, actually a pretty good film. It didn't really do well. It didn't really have an impact. So I don't I don't think people are going to be really comparing it to that. Yeah. I think it'll be more of a, oh, it's a John Wick thing. I, I don't think we're going to have that. No. But, I mean, I, I, I think it, it does certainly open up a, a whole world of, of opportunities. Absolutely. Um, which, I mean, I'm interested to see. But, I mean, Len Wiseman as but, director, yeah. I'm not in, I don't know. I'm not entirely sure on that one. But, yeah, you know what, it's... every director can have a couple of bum movies mm-hmm. and then pull a gem out of their butt. And it's absolutely fine. And every sure. director who has a string of hits can pull a dud out of their butt every now and again. And we may be talking Gemini about Man. one of those lives. <laughs> Gemini Man. Gemini Man. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I think, <laughs> uh, you know, I'm, I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt. And I'll be honest with you, the guys who run the John Wick franchise are so anal about oh making gosh, sure yeah. that it delivers. I think if Wiseman went too far off that... They would flip him out or they would get involved. And I think, you know, they wouldn't let it turn to shit because this what started out as one movie has become a very lucrative and very popular franchise. Yeah. Yeah. Far beyond what they initially expected. Yeah. And they, so I they're don't cheap. think they're not, that, they're, they're not expensive cheap. to make. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, uh, I, I don't know. I think the thing about Len is like. A, pe- a lot of people really kind of shit on him. And I, especially because of the Underworld movies. Mm. Look. I like the Underworld movies. They're not great did. cinema. They're, 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 I had a good time with them. Yeah. I'm, I'm certainly not going to say, oh, yeah, these are the best movies of the year. But I think he has a way with a female-led action character. Yeah. Kate Beckinsale is amazing in those movies. Yeah. If they can get the right that right girl. I, I don't know. I think I'm I'm interested to see what he does. I, I have a little faith. A lot of people are having comments on this as well. We appear to be mm. hitting a few um, really strong buttons today with the show, which is great. So thank you. Uh, Yash saying, I've seen Ballerina. I'd see Ballerina in a heartbeat. I really feel that Len Wiseman gets a lot of hatred. Your point exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Live Free or Die Hard is a modern action classic. Mm-hmm. I liked it. I, I didn't. I didn't hate it. It, it certainly wasn't the worst mm. Die Hard. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think it is the worst Die Hard. Really? Uh, but that's fine. We don't have to agree. That's the wonderful thing about this, and we don't yeah. have to call each other wankers online, which is great. Uh, can I just say that you are uh, interacting with you uh, online is a genuinely pleasant experience. Oh, thank you. And you're always so supportive for for me and other members of the community online. You're one of those people who doesn't go out there and get you're a fucking wanker. I don't get it's that. It's tremendously. Supportive. And it's very much appreciated. Look, I, I would probably be a lot more po- have a lot more followers if I were an asshole, but I, I just don't see the point of no, that. No, I don't see the point. And it's really good to see, and it is appreciated. Well, it, it, it goes, you. it does get noticed. So thank you. Uh, Yash also saying even the Recall remake, Total Recall remake with Colin Farrell was fun. I'm sorry, Yash. I'm going to have to agree or disagree with you on that one. I kind of had fun with it. I, I <laughs> it fucking wasn't hated great, that movie. But I, I had I had a little fun with it. I was so yeah. disappointed. I, I mean, it's not. I, I wouldn't call it a good movie, but yeah. I. I, I, I there were parts that I enjoyed. If you go to Amazon, they literally pay you to have it delivered. <laughs> really? No, oh, shoot. I'm no, <laughs> no, they don't. Um, but no, I mean that. Ooh, yeah, you don't hear a lot of people going, "Hey, do you remember that Total Recall remake?" No. <laughs> uh, Tony Robinson making a really good point in here. Uh, Peppermint is another one that came yeah, out recently, yeah. and also Anna came out recently. So it yeah. just goes to show that even though we're putting out these these female centric movies, and there's a lot of history around Anna as well, mm-hmm. um, which is a Luke Besson movie. Um, 
but not all of them land. Mm-hmm. So no. you can't just present anything out there and people no. will automatically. Not go everything for it. can be La Femme Nikita. No, it's, it's this, it's this, there is this thing uh, in Hollywood where it's like, we'll deliver an X film and X audience will like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, there's, there's no guarantees in no, the industry. No, no. Um, and again, we'll talk about this when we get to Gemini Man. Uh, Tony Robinson saying Andy McDowell is gorgeous. Andy McDowell is gorgeous. Yes. I had the pleasure of being in a, in a room with her recently and she was seriously, I would go and get shit faced. With Andy McDowell, she would be <laughs> outstanding. She would be amazing. Outstanding. Sure. I adore her. Cammy uh, <laughs> Egan saying China O'Brien movies are a great pull uh, because they were those films that are so bad that you love it. Hundred percent. That was Agreed. a great era of action movies. Best of the best. Uh, China O'Brien. All of these movies, classic nineties shit. Mm-hmm. that were just wildly entertaining, which just goes to show that you can make a shit movie and you still enjoy it for whatever reason. For sure. And that's absolutely fine. Not we everything all has like, to be... All of us like crappy movies. That t- sometimes it's fun to just turn your brain off and watch just something stupid. Just watch something yeah, completely absolutely. dumb and non-artistically rewarding in any way. Dude, I love the Friday the 13th movies. Come on. There's, they're terrible. There's so many terrible yes. movies that yeah. I love. Oh, of course. Uh, Yash mentioning and uh, Yash, Salt with Joe Lee was in Russia or the US. Yeah. yeah. The thing is that a lot of this stuff, these kick ass women, a lot of those stories, they either originate in the US or Russia. Mm-hmm. Uh, then in Asian cinema, it's Asia or America. It's always interesting to see where they place these stories, and I think different cultures do it the same thing. Russia, they always place them in America or other places in Europe, mm-hmm. you know? So yeah. it's interesting to see culturally and socially where these characters are placed. Absolutely. Uh, so it's very, very interesting. Yeah. Uh, I think Salt is set in the U.S. It, it is set in the, in the U.S., yeah. yeah. Uh, fifth Element, multi-pass. Uh, cool. Uh, Jimmy O, uh, you should be on more often. Yes, Jimmy, you should oh, be. thank you. Uh, so <laughs> let's move on from John Wick. A couple of other things I want to touch on on the show. We've got about just under half an hour left. Oh, I've got a couple of reviews and stuff to get through, and I want to look at box office as well. Uh, Maniac Cop TV series uh, yes! announced uh, from Nick Vinding Refn, headed to HBO. We'll follow this one on things I didn't expect to drop onto my timeline on Thursday night. Speaking of movie, a movie series that I love that's terrible, but it's I love them. Great. Oh, my oh God. God. So good. They're so good. And, and I love the idea that he's doing it. Yeah. Are you I freaking kidding no me? I have no idea how these two things came together. No idea. No idea. I, I, you, you look at Nick's stuff. You know, uh, great example. Drive. Some of his other really. Only God forgive. Only God forgive. <laughs> you look it. at these movies. They're they're deep and they're rich. You know, wh- whatever you critically think of them. You know, they're they're nuanced. They're cerebral. And it's like brilliant cop. Which is just like a fucking crazy. Dead you have cop. no fucking idea how excited I am for this. Yeah, I just I love. I, it's gonna be I love beautiful. This stuff. It's gonna be beautiful. beautiful. It's gonna be badass. It's yeah. gonna be weird. It's gonna be like. I'm I'm full all in. I I, I don't even need to see a pre- preview for this, and that's right. rare. That's rare that I get that excited. He's just a voice I find really interesting. I yeah. love that he's divisive. I love that he takes chances, and I love that you can go and see one of his movies and go, "That was complete garbage," but yeah. you still I don't know. There's something, something in there that you like. Yeah, there's something absolutely. in there. That you I like. think he's just ah. Uh, Big fan. Um, so Neon Demon was another one. Yash being Neon very Demon, active in the yeah. chat today. A great example. I mean, that was a movie that didn't do particularly well at no, all. No. It really didn't do well. But it's, oh my God, it's so creepy. It, it's so it's wonderful. It's so creepy and it's beautiful and it's, Gorgeous. you know, it's effed up. Yes. You know, and I do, I do like a little bit of that. I, I love a little bit of I that. I love seeing normal life depicted in movies and I love stuff that is so effed up that it's so far from reality mm-hmm. that you're just, I mean, I'm not talking like, you know, outrageously gory or like snuff or stuff like that. No, but stuff no. that is like, this is really like,
like a fractured universe. And I read this one of the reasons I really like the Joker. Um, this kind of thing. And I'm like, you can have... And on HBO... The channel that has given us shows like Game of Thrones in recent years and shows like The Sopranos beforehand, this is a network that is not afraid... To, to, to bend lines, to, you know, tear up envelopes. It's, it really is. Uh, they really want to make something that really impacts in yeah. some shape or form. This, to me, is a genius idea and a genius pairing. <laughs> it's amazing. Did I, you see this coming at all? No, no. I, yeah. I mean, look, what I've learned to expect from Nick is that just don't expect the unexpected because yeah. he's just going to do we, these weird and wild things. And I love it. I love his films. I don't think there's I've ever I don't think I've ever hated one of his films, mm. but I absolutely understand when people do. But I love the idea of him taking on such a really a hardcore B movie story and bringing it to life. Yeah. Um, the couple of other things that dropped this week, uh, something again that happened yesterday. Um, announcement of a Training Day prequel. <laughs> I mean, again, this is something that I didn't... I, I had no idea was, no, was going to be coming up. None. Sometimes we hear whispers about these things. No. You know, we hear it on, on the, you know, sort of in the, in the industry, and we, you know, we don't really talk about it. But this is one that I had no idea was, was being discussed at all. It's basically no. taking us with the characters from Training Day, taking them back uh, to the days before the, the, the Rodney King riots uh, no. in Los Angeles and kind of showing that happen. I, I think this I'm very interested in. I'm intrigued by, yeah, yeah. for sure. For I'm sure. wondering who they will get to play the younger version of the characters, though, assuming... Assuming it's the same characters, They'll or they just might digitally do them, you know, well, make them younger. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. Gemini Man, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> um, yeah, we are going to be talking about Gemini Man yes, uh, in will. the show later. But I mean, which which, which way do you think they should do? Uh, do you think they should keep the original characters or reference the original characters, or or do them with uh, do them with different characters? I don't know. I mean, if well, if you're going to do a prequel, have the original characters. I, I I think there's. I don't know. I don't know. It's. I'm not. I, I'm not 100 percent on this one. I, I just because everything has to be a prequel. We have to explain everything. Mm. Why do we have to explain why Michael Myers killed Laurie Strode? Why do we have to? Uh, yeah. But I, it's it's kind of a mute point to complain about because it's going to be, happen to like all, every movie. Uh, it seems like at least. Uh, I, I, I yeah. I think it should be if you're going to do a prequel, to might as well have the original characters. I would have the original characters in it. Yeah. But I would I would have it center around different characters. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Because I think the pairing and the coming together in in Training Day. I mean, it's been a number of years since I've seen Training Day. Yeah, it's been years. But I just think that you know, uh, rather than try to do that earlier, it can sometimes be difficult. That I would actually go. I would, and then you you sometimes get when you have people doing characters that you've already seen later in life doing it. They almost do impersonations of characters yeah. with the nuances and the very true. You know, the the sort of the um the the personality quirks and stuff like that. And I would really want to see. I'm happy to have those characters referenced and. and as part of it, but I would really like to see it focus on two different people, kind of similar characters. Again, I'd like it to be a black guy and a white guy. Mm. I think that dynamic, especially given the, the timing of this, would oh, be really yeah. important. Oh, yeah. I think there are a lot of issues to discuss there. Um, but uh, I would like to see it, it focus on different characters. What they're going to do, you know, I don't know. Um, but I think it would be quite interesting. Mm. Uh, people in the chat on this, um, I'm fascinated to see what HBO is going to do with Watchmen uh, going back yeah, to, um, to Maniac Cop. Um, who would you, going back to Maniac Cop very, very briefly, who would you like to see cast in it? God. There's a name that's come up that I don't know if it was in reference to this, but I think would be great in it. Uh, you know, you know, who I really like and I, 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 he because of it, he's being seen more as mm. Jimmy Ransom. 
or James Ransom. Oh yeah, I love him. I think he's he's he could play that character with no problem. Mm. I would love to see more of him. I think he's a really great actor. Uh, the name Nicolas Cage has been thrown out. I mean, he's getting interesting lately. His movies are really interesting, so maybe? Interesting. 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 Yeah. Some are interesting. Yeah. I mean, pronounced shit. <laughs> a lot of shit, but you know. Yeah. But then Which reminds me, like I, have, I have Primal to watch this weekend. I got oh, sent a screener link yeah. to the one about the tiger. I want to see it. I think it looks fun. Die Hard with a Kitty. Woohoo! On a boat. <laughs> Under siege. Kind of. We'll see how that goes. Uh, yeah, but interesting now. I mean, it'll be interesting to see how that how that project comes along. Um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, but interesting, certainly the training day story is something I wanted to touch on as well. I think it's a very interesting idea. Oh, absolutely. Uh, okay, we're going to get to the review of the movie uh, in a bit. But uh, And I did an interview with, with Ang Lee for Forbes uh, last week after the press conference at the YouTube space. Uh, so if you want to go to Forbes.com and check that out, if you uh, search for Ang Lee, uh, you'll see my interview. We had a really great discussion um, about the fact that it obviously cost a lot of money to make it is technologically very advanced they used a lot of new stuff the guys from wet have worked a lot on it but he's had a couple of bombs most recently was the the, the billy lynn movie yeah which um, is also a higher frame rate, which is also a higher frame yeah. rate um and we'll get to frame rate in a second but he was yeah. basically saying that um for him he thought you know audiences were wrong about that movie but box office is not everything so if you want to look at how a, an oscar-winning director who's gone from small asian movies to big budget high-tech american studio movies completely poles apart to Oscar winning to Oscar winning yeah. things like Life of Pi and, and Brokeback Mountain yeah, absolutely you know you, it really is an, an interesting little chat and he is um, amazingly frank I was very surprised how honest he was so, so do check that out that is on Forbes.com if you search Ang Lee or my name you'll, you'll find that there um, but going back to frame rate no movie theatre in the US is going to be screaming, uh, screening Gemini Man as Ang Lee intended which is in this very high frame rate, which does beg the question, why would you do it in this super high frame rate if pretty much nobody is going to be able to see it? I think outside of the US, there are only a handful of places that this can actually play, but in comparison to the number yeah. of theatres, can play in this high frame rate. And with the high frame rate, when you transfer that to something like uh, streaming or uh, hard format home entertainment, you're not going to be able to have that high frame rate. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, you're not. It's going to be very difficult to replicate, if if almost impossible. And a lot of TVs won't be able to to replicate and and create that. Not in the near future, no, no, not at all. So why bother and why spend that money? I mean, I guess you could call it that, you know, film has always evolved. We, Mm. you know, we started with silent films and we moved into talkies. Uh, And, and you know, I went to the the junket as well and they were kind of like talking about how, in the presentation, they were talking about how, well, okay, they, uh, they, you know, we want to push it to the next level. Though Mm. this may be the next level that we're creating digital human beings or or shooting in high frame rate. Um, I don't know. I don't know if it's, I guess, maybe to just push the technology and remind it's out there Mm. and hope that it catches on. I think, I mean, that that's really the only reason I could think of. Or... Well, it, it was interesting to talk to Ang about this because um, I said, basically, are you, you know, if this doesn't work out, are you going to go back to doing, you know, now you've done a couple of these high-tech movies, do you want to go back to something that is smaller and more character-based and less high-tech and, you know, that that kind of movie, the ones that you were best known for? Mm-hmm. Or, and he was, he was like, you know, you can't go back. But he said what he wants to do is continue to use this kind of technology, so the high frame rate and the, the, the digital artistry, to basically... 
use what he learned from the traditional films, like sort of how to use faces and how to use emotion, to progress the technology that we've now developed to be yeah. able to to get that to a point where it's like this is really part of a learning curve where the success of the movie is not really where he sees the success of the movie financially. Yeah, yeah. It's really about how it moves the industry forward. So he's kind of saying, like, I'm going to be the stepping stone. I'm not going to worry so much about my box office. Box office are I'm, I'm going to make yeah. sure I push, like, like people like James Cameron have done previously, yep. and numerous other directors. But also, if you don't make money, people don't give you the movies to make. Yeah, because the problem. it's a very expensive stepping stone. Yeah, yeah. And it's, so we'll talk about the movie yeah. later. But I think the fact yeah. that, that very few or no movie theaters in the U.S. are going to be able to to show this movie in the way that it was intended. I, that, that's as a movie fan, as a cinephile, that yeah. would bum me out. I'm like, I, I think I believe we got to see it in the proper frame rate. We did, um, and we were and actually we sat next to each other when we got to see some yeah. previews of it uh, yeah. when we saw four or five clips on the Paramount lot. Absolutely, yeah. and it's so. It, yeah, yeah. That that it, I I guess the only reason is to push technology forward. I guess yeah. what he said that makes sense. It just I don't know if it's going to be offered if it doesn't do well. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to a couple of other stories to want to touch on very quickly before we get to reviews. We've got 14 minutes left on the show. We are going to be talking about some of the movies that are coming out this week, including Gemini Man. Uh, I want to talk about Parasite as well, and we're going to look at the box office. But a couple of things I want to touch on. Uh, the Matrix 4 uh, gave uh, some casting news this week. Uh, yeah, I always get his name wrong. Uh, Abdul Mateen. <laughs> I was I'm getting, glad I'm, you're saying I'm, it. <laughs> I'm going to pass his first name because I always mess it up. But I'm just going to say Abdul Mateen uh, II is going to be joining The Matrix 4. Uh, very interesting. No word yet on what the role is going to be, but mm-hmm. apparently it could be quite a major role. Um, I have to say, I was not a fan of his performance in Aquaman at How all. How dare you? I How, really I'm going to go not, and send a nasty awful. tweet. I liked him in that. I liked it a lot. I thought it was terrible. No, I, I had fun. I, look, it, But other stuff he's done, I really liked. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, I like, I generally like him. I, I've interviewed him before. He was a really nice guy. Uh, I, I actually had fun with his character in mm. Aquaman. It wasn't my favorite thing in the film. I, I preferred every time Jason and Amber were together. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I, I definitely think it's good casting. I don't... I, the question is, are they going to improve The mm. Matrix or make just another crappy sequel? You know? That's the thing, because we had two of those crappy sequels yes, previously. Yes, we did. Yeah. So yeah. we don't really want to have that again. No. Uh, but I think interesting casting, and I think it's what is really nice is we have a handful of very talented African-American actors. Mm-hmm. And Hollywood tends to be quite lazy sometimes, and we're casting the same two or three yeah. in roles. And I'm very good to see that someone like him, who is amongst those who has great promise, is getting to have this kind of role. And we, Hollywood hasn't been lazy and gone, let's get us, you know... B. Jordan, let's get Michael B. Jordan, or let's get whoever, you know, so we don't get, so these actors don't burn, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's really, really good. So, like I say, I mean, I did not like him in Aquaman at all, but he's done other things that I've really liked him in. Fair enough. Other casting news this week, uh, Little Mermaid, David Diggs is heading under the sea to play Sebastian. I love that dude. I love I love blind spotting. I th- yeah. I, I'm so excited about that. I weirdly enough, I'm not a huge fan of the Disney remakes. I just don't. They're get hit and miss. Yeah, they're hit and miss. Uh, I I I think I like Cinderella. That was pretty. You know, that was basically it. 
But I, I've I've never been a fan of Little Mermaid, but I feel like this might be interesting. I'm kind of curious about this. Mm. I, I have to see something before I can, you know, obviously get too excited. But I like the casting so far. I like I love the fact that he's I love the fact he's getting work. I think yeah. he's ridiculously talented. And I think it's going to be one where I mean, we look at the Lion King. A lot of people didn't like that movie. I thought it was actually pretty good. I hated um, it. Yeah, I know. I mean, I, it's certainly it's not in my top ten of the year, but I did Thank enjoy it. Had fun with it. But again, there were certain characters in there that were standouts. It was definitely Timon and Pumbaa for me. Yeah. Uh, and I think this is going to be because Sebastian was a favorite character of mine from the Little Mermaid, the, the Disney animated movie. Mm-hmm. And so, actually, I'd really like to see his interpretation. I, I'm, um, I'm very excited to see what he brings. I think to that it. could be a standout moment. Yeah. Uh, the Doctor Sleep posters. Uh, before we get to the Doctor Sleep posters, very quickly, <laughs> uh, other casting this week. Uh, a couple of things that Billy Porter has been attached to. Mm. Obviously, from Pose and various other things, he was in Kinky Boots on on Broadway. He's got a, a movie coming out in January, uh, very very popular right now. Uh, being cast in a Cinderella movie, uh, but also um, apparently he's being eyed to play uh, to do the voice of Audrey too in a remake of Little Shop of Horrors. Now. That, I think, would be really good because he's got a good old set of pipes on him and I think the sass to add to Audrey 2 would be great. For sure. I would love... And I mentioned this to, to PJ Campbell, um, who used to be at the Schmodown, but is uh, is still online and still very active. I mentioned to PJ when he tweeted about this yesterday that what I would love to see Billy Porter would do is if we flip out the role of the love interest and we have him actually play Audrey... And I could imagine him singing stuff like Suddenly Seymour and Somewhere That's Green really, really well. And, you, you know, you could be same-sex or you could flip out, you know, the Seymour and have a woman play For that sure. role. You could you could play around with that. It doesn't have to be exactly like interesting it was the idea. I like I it. I think he would be great as Audrey. I think that's an interesting idea. If we kind idea. of play around with, with what Little Shop of Horrors... I mean, I'm a big fan of Little Shop of Horrors. Oh, yeah, me I too. Love, both, both I love the movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, the, the the one from the 80s, I'm a huge fan oh, of. Oh, I like both, yeah. I'm, I'm a fan of both. And I just think that would be a really interesting... If we're going to do something a little bit different with it rather than redoing the same thing. I think having Billy as Audrey, let alone Audrey 2, would be great. I think that's a great idea. I think... I, I Yeah, I'm in. With his pipes yeah. and his drama. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah, just get the right whoever you're going to cast them off of. Off of uh, yeah, yeah, I think I th- I'd be in for that. Yeah, if you're going to do that, if you're going to remake, it, at least make it a little different, make it a little fun. Yeah, and you could definitely have you know the Seymour character, um, you know, as a down as a downtrodden woman who was never you know who lust- who who loved this this guy mm-hmm. who never saw her you know was always going out with these terrible you know terrible people and you know it could be really interesting. Yeah, I think so. Could be interesting. I mean, so that was just an idea from me. Uh, but very quickly, let's touch on the Doctor Sleep posters. Uh, now, these appear to really want to make you sure that you are seeing something that is a sequel uh, to The Shining, whereas mm-hmm. originally when the movie was put together and pitched, it was very much a case of, yes, the book is following on from The Shining, but this is not a Shining sequel. Picture have changed on that. Yeah. Uh, your thoughts on the posters, first of all, and that flippage? I think it's, I think it's good. Personally, I because look, I, there's a lot of people. You know, one of my good friends hates the movie. Mm. He he thinks it's terrible. He, I disagree strongly. I think the movie is a masterpiece. Okay, but he's a big fan of the book, and they, there's a huge change. There's a, it's it's not the same. Yeah, and of course Stephen King is very very well known for not being a fan of the film. Yes, but here's the thing: people who are expecting this, they want. I, I think a lot of them are wanting a Shining sequel. Yeah. Many of them maybe haven't read the book or or are there, you know, they see Jack Nicholson. They see Shelley Duvall. 
I I like the idea that they're taking on both, mm. and they're trying to. And I, I look, I, I have a lot of faith in Mike Flanagan. Yeah, I think he's an incredible director. Very he's much a great so. genre, a great voice in genre. He's also a lovely guy. He is a lovely guy. Really nice guy. And I think that he's playing it smart mm. because you can be a fan of the novel, you can read the book Doctor Sleep, and still get stuff out of it. I, I think he's going to do a really good. Job I'm this. I'm very excited about the movie. Me too. I'll, I'll be honest with you. But one thing I'm quite surprised is, you know, being members of various guilds, uh, you get to go on award sites and look and see what people are putting up for awards, and they're doing screenings and stuff. And Warner Brothers have not put Doctor Sleep on their awards site yet. No, they haven't. Yeah. And I'm very surprised by that because I thought, I mean, it too is on there. Lego Movie Part Two is on there. Um, uh, uh, Mother Brooklyn's on there. The new Clint Eastwood movie is on there. Um, uh, Guided by the Light is on there, and there's uh, the the Springsteen documentary as well. Yeah, yeah. But there's no Doctor Sleep. Really? And I'm very surprised by that. Yeah, I, maybe it's too early. I don't know. Maybe. Well, I mean, uh, the the other one. Um, oh God, the one that's coming out around Christmas. Just Cause? No, not Just Cause. That's uh... the Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah, one. yeah, yeah. I, I, I think I've completely forgotten on the name for a second. I'm, I'm seeing it. I'm seeing it at the weekend. But, um, but yeah, that's already up there. And I'm just quite surprised the Doctor Sleep that's out in a couple of weeks is not up there. Yeah, that's just true. I was just surprised considering you know what they're doing with it. Yeah. I just thought that might be up there for something. But there yeah, you go. Maybe not. Um, okay, so I'm, I'm not going to have time to, to to touch on any of the other uh, movies of the week. But I do want to very quickly touch on uh, uh, touch on uh, box office before we talk about films that are out for this sure. weekend. Uh, Gemini Man obviously is one uh, that's probably going to be the biggest release of the week. Did previews. Of 1.6 million on Thursday, uh, which is kind of okay. Uh, Ad Astra did 1.5, so this is not exactly a great uh, thing. No, it's not. A lot of people posting pictures on social media last night of pretty much empty movie theaters, which for a Will Smith studio movie is a little bit of a surprise. Uh, Adam's Family, 1.25 million last night on wow. previews, so we're seeing that that is not that far behind Gemini Man, I which is alarming. I would not at all be surprised if Adam's family beat Gemini Man. Well, this is what I was going to get to oh. next, actually. Looking at what uh, Box Office Mojo was saying, it looks like Joker's going to remain at the top. No surprise there with about 45. I think we're going to see 50, possibly 60 this weekend, so we'll yeah. see how that goes. Adam's Family, number two, with 29. Gemini Man in number three, with 21. Uh, Abominable, 6.7 million in fourth place, and fifth place, Downton Abbey, uh, 5 million. Uh, Jexy is the other major release of the week. Yeah. Uh, that is coming in at currently a seven or eighth place with 3.5 million. I mean, Jexy actually moving on. I mean, I'm not entirely surprised by that, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um, but just we've got five minutes left on the show. So Jexy um, uh, was not screened for uh, critics. Mm-hmm. It was screened for people who did junk it. Um, unfortunately, they didn't show it to critics. So uh, I don't know what that's like, but that is not usually a very good sign um, when you have a comedy that's going to be hitting theatres and there's very little advertising for it and you're not showing it to critics. So if you're going to see it this weekend, I would love to definitely know uh, what you thought of the movie after the show obviously and this remains on YouTube uh, you can feel free to comment below let us know what you thought about Jexy uh, or any of the other films you've seen this week or by all means uh, seek us out on, on Twitter uh, you can find me at showbizsimon uh, Jimmy is at joeblow.com arrowinthehead.com fantastic and also you can also find the show on Twitter at meetmoviepress uh, also about this weekend Adam's family unfortunately didn't get 
to see that this week because no, I missed it. There was only one screening this week, <laughs> uh, and unfortunately, when those come in quite late, you can't do stuff. Absolutely. I had a war season screening, so I couldn't make that. But I, the general consensus from critics so far appears to be that this is very much a family animated movie. Don't think about it as Adam's Family or Adam's Family Values. Yeah, so yeah. it'll be interesting to see how that does. But there's nothing really out there right now for families. So if you're in that market, I think it's going to have a pretty. I think it'll do probably a little bit better yeah. than people expect. Parasite is a movie that a lot of people have been talking about coming out of festivals. Yeah. Um, it is Bong's latest movie. Um, Who I'm a huge fan of, and I didn't get to yeah. see it. It's really killing me, because I'm, I'm looking forward to that I'm, one. I'm hit and miss with his stuff. Some of his stuff I really like, and some of the stuff I'm not a massive fan of. Okay. Uh, Parasite, for me, a lot of people are very, very excited about this movie and saying it's one of the best movies of the year. I really appreciated this movie. I think it is really, really well done. Um, but I didn't love this movie. Okay. Um, you know, it didn't blow me away as it has some other people and the problem for me and i'm not going to spoil this because i know a lot of people want to go and see this is the fact that there are so there are some really well-written characters in this but i didn't like any of the characters and when you don't really like any of the characters and feel any connection to them or any even if they're like not nice people Mm. you feel something for the character I just didn't feel that because there's nobody. Didn't feel there's, I didn't feel that connection to the characters. It's a great story and it plays out beautifully. But when I don't have that connection to the characters, when you see things happen to people and you're indifferent, it doesn't have an impact. You don't have that connection. So as a great movie, I think it's it's as, as far as cinematography goes, I think as far as the way it's constructed, the narrative, the idea are all great. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of people are going to love this movie and I think people are absolutely right that it could be nominated for, you know, potentially best picture, certainly wow. best foreign language film, um, could very well walk away with it. Um, it is a great example of his work and it's also a great gateway piece if you've not seen some of his stuff. Mm. Um, but it just didn't work on that next level for me. Okay. But the way that it's done, I take my hat off to him. He's done a really good job with making a great movie. It just didn't quite tip that balance for me. Um, but it's still definitely worth seeing. Um, oh, yeah. It, it's, I will it's a good see example it 100%. I can't wait. Yeah. I can't wait. Um, and it's, it's just really well done. I mean, it's a really great... You know, it plays out wonderfully. I just didn't feel that connection with the characters. Fair enough. So let's spend the last couple of minutes of the show uh, talking about Gemini Man. Uh, well... I mean, no disrespect to, to Ang Lee or, or Will Smith. He's and Jerry a wonderful filmmaker. These are good filmmakers that. Yeah. And I think if anybody was going to get together and try to pull off this movie, this are the three people that I think with Weta were the ones that could probably make it work. And this movie no. has been in production hell for 20 years. They've got together, they've tried to pull it off, and they just haven't. The problem is they have, visually speaking, the Will Smith, the younger Will Smith is really impressive. There's some re- actually really impressive scenes where they're fighting with each other. That's yep. what we first saw, and it would look very promising. But then the script. The script is appalling. Wow. Wow. For, for a movie that's been basically in various forms over 20 years, this is the form that they decided it is, it is It reminded me of like watching a CBS pilot. Like a you know a lousy yeah. CBS cop show or something like that. It was so just lazy and uninspired. I I, I didn't care at yeah. all. It felt like you mentioned that the branding sci-fi. It felt like the the pilot episode of a sci-fi yes. TV show. Okay, yeah, that's a better example. Absolutely, yeah. and it and it you know I mean with better visuals, but the high frame rate. I'm 
I'm still not feeling it, man. I'll be honest with you, the high frame rate, I don't know whether it's it's, it's my eyes or, or whether it's seeing it in 3D, which was just too fucking much, to be honest with you. Yeah, it was a bit much. Um, I, I, it, it was so high frame rate and so high tech that there are certain things that didn't work. It felt mm-hmm. glitchy. It, there yeah. are elements that felt so real and elements that felt so clearly Dude, manufactured. Uh, look, I, I respect a lot of this film. I yeah. respect the fact that they tried to make this. I respect the fact that they tried to go out of the brave. way. But it's brave. But it, it it just doesn't work. Yeah, it just doesn't work. It is it is not a good movie. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think I think this is going to be another flop for Ang Lee. But as someone said, uh, actually Jazz four one one seven three said, uh, and it, male directors can fail up, and that is I think this is a really good case of a case where Ang Lee is being. But I mean, they checked on in him all the way, and he talks about this in the interview with me on Forbes. You know, they they, they checked in with him all the way, and he had to show his workings, and they were like, "Yep, carry on. Yep, carry on." So they only have themselves to blame with this. Yeah, Zena uh, Mauer very quickly saying uh, most Gemini Man reviews mention the high frame rate being a major issue. Uh, so where were the producers or the studio to tell Ang Lee not to do high frame rate? Do you know what? They had the conversations, they argued it, they looked no. at the maths, they came up with the end result, and they okayed it. So I wish they have more to time take on responsibility. Well, <laughs> yeah, they have to take responsibility for this as well. They do. Uh, before we finish the show, I just want to throw something else out there. Another piece I did this week on Forbes was uh, talking to Michael Parry from Streets of Fire and Philadelphia Experience and many things. Uh, Streets of Fire is a Walter Hill movie, one of my favorite Amazing movies of all movie, time. Yeah. It's a great movie. It was a massive flop. Um, if you have never seen that, revisit it. I did an interview with him and we talked about the fact that he does want to do uh, a reboot or, or a sequel or possibly do a TV spin-off. So oh, that for Streets of Fire, uh, Streets of Fire fans this week was really good Bring news. Streets of Fire to TV. That's what I want to say. I love it. I, I do really too. Great to talk to Michael. We don't agree politically, but still it was great to talk to him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, didn't get to talk about a Joker sequel. We'll talk about that another time. Yeah. Um, I mean, we don't need it. I don't think it's going to happen. But, uh, you know, we've had so much to talk about this week. Thank you so much, Jimmy, for being on the oh, show. Thanks. For those people who don't know who you are or where they can find you or your work, who are you and where can we find your work? Jimmy O, JoeBlow.com, AaronTheHead.com, every social media network out there. Uh, and my name is Simon Thompson. Uh, you can find me at Showbiz Simon on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, thank you so much for joining the show. If you like the show, uh, like, uh, subscribe. Uh, do make sure that you put this show on Twitter and tell people that it exists because the more we have the audience, uh, the more we can keep doing it. Uh, without the audience, there is no point. So thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for being part of the discussion. We really appreciate it. If you're going to catch a movie this weekend, do let us know what you've seen and what you thought. If you're checking something out on streaming that you like, let us know as well. There's a little movie coming out that's to do with Breaking Bad that dropped last night. But I think a lot of tired people in work today. They all stayed up until midnight to watch it. <laughs> Give us your thoughts. We really appreciate it. I'll be back next week. Scott will be back next week as well. Thank you so much for tuning in. Have a great week, everybody. And don't forget, cinema. Huh, whatever you like. It's totally fine. Have a good one. <laughs>